Hello, everybody, and welcome to This Emotional Planet. Today, we are talking about DNA and trauma and healing in the human genome with Akuta Melchizedek. I'm really excited for this conversation. Uh, Akuta's big stand in the world is that when we lo start looking at the DNA, the cellular, the structure, level with our healing work, with um, diving into our traumas and our family history and what we're carrying with us in our very cells, we get to actually become creators of new realities and new futures for our children because the genetic heritage that we pass on to them is what creates new worlds. And it's a beautiful vision. And in this conversation, she offers some really practical, digestible pieces of how to work with your own DNA intuitively, how we're working with the double helix and clearing on the first and two strand, one first and second strands. And she talks about um, how this works, the use of sacred geometry and light to reprogram and recode. We talk about some, just some really fascinating topics are covered here. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with this super dynamic woman. quick reminder that this series was created as an activation for you. It's a way of being, it's a presence that these guests are sharing their healing modalities. These are practices that they are experts in, they have thriving practices in, and to get to sit down with this many experts uh, in the field of emotions is really rare. So every time you listen and you open up, you're actually available to receive a healing from their energy field and what they're teaching you. So I invite you to continue to breathe and stay practice. And when you start to get into your mind and like want things to go faster or be different or any of those habits the monkey mind might inspire you into, I invite you to just stay present and stay present to what it might be showing you. Even the process of talking about emotions tends to bring up emotions. And sometimes even when those emotions come up, we are tempted to tune out. And so I'd like you to just be available uh, as you're listening, as you're driving, wherever it is you're listening to this, to open your emotional body, be available for the healing if that's your intention, and see what modalities fit with you. And I've created a lot of resources. Every guest is offering some follow-up resources for you to go deeper into a particular modality. So take advantage of that, use that for your um, own healing journey. It's my gift to you, it's our gift to you, um, because we really believe the, in the power of transformation. And as we each learn to transform and heal our traumas and our woundings, the more each of us gets to live our mission. And as we do that together, we just awaken each other. Hello, and welcome back to this emotional planet. I am with one of my favorite people in the whole world. Her name is Akuda Melchizedek. And she is an expert in DNA, understanding the science and the esoteric spirituality behind the human genome and how we can use techniques to clear and recode ourselves at that level. It's phenomenal work and it's pretty cutting edge. So I'm just delighted that we're taking some time to have this conversation with our people. We, have, we, live, we live in the same town and we work together all the time. And so we have these amazing conversations on a daily basis and I'm just really excited to be able to share some of it with the wider world because talking with you always blows my mind and brings me new awareness and cracks open new places in my own consciousness 
And so I'm excited to have this conversation about how emotions intersect with our our DNA, with our past, with our own trauma, with our family histories, with our collective histories, and I cannot wait to dive in with you. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. You are so dear in my heart, and um, it's such a, a joy to be here and to have this conversation um, and to really explore this, you, you know, cutting edge way of of using DNA as an access point, you know, just like emotions as an access point to be the best version of ourself and, you know, to, to really clear, access, become, rewrite, you know, every story that we have inside of us that's a pre-programming that is no longer useful to us in the truth of who we really want to be. Mm-hmm. The, the truth of, like of humanity wants to be as a whole. And I think that is living like our highest purpose, our being in this full connection of understanding that we're, we're one and we're working together and we can create together. That's awesome. So we have a shared interest in, in lots of things, (laughs) but one of them is emotional trauma and really how we get to work with that from our for our past cuz all of us have it all of us have picked something up along the way that um we get to work with what we could call blocks and stuff but i'd love to start with some of your own personal story cuz that's always just an intriguing place to start these kind of conversations so what you know what was an emotional crisis in your life what prompted you to even start on this path of doing this kind of healing work and um soul work? Well, I have studied a lot of different healing modalities throughout the, you know, my 25 years of, of doing this work. And what, what I feel was the, the root experience that started me on this path was when I was a small child, I was watching energy and I was just noticing that what people were experiencing in their heart and in their mind and what was coming out of their mouth just really wasn't in alignment. Yeah. And, you know, I, I stopped talking for a little while because I just started watching energy. When you were a kid? When I was a child. And, um, you know, I just, I didn't understand why, why everything was so out of alignment. Why, why we weren't... Uh, coming from being a the, the, the fullness and wholeness of ourself like why why somebody was feeling something thinking something else and speaking something totally different mm-hmm. like baffled me as a, as a child mm-hmm. and like and I just saw the disruptions in people's energies and that's really what started me down this path was to really understand you know I just, I think I just knew as a small child, like that wasn't the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that there was, there was just something more there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really started me on the, on, on the path. Yeah. Well, I know that, you know, it may be new to people to hear about people like yourself being able to see energy or experience energy in a multidimensional sense uh, beyond the five senses and what has that been like for you in your life? What does that experience of experiencing energy feel like? Um, you know, in parts of my life, it has felt like 
like an extreme gift. Mm-hmm. And in parts of my life, it has felt like an, a, an extreme curse. Mm. Um, and, you know, it took me a lot of years to really integrate that and to be able t- to feel my own energy and to feel other people's energy and then to to really discern what was me and what was another person. And I think that this is really important, you know, part of emotional work is, you know, when we have this this field of energy around us, this torsion field, you know, through like the chakra system and just this this frequency around us. We have a unique soul signature and we have a frequency around us and so does everybody else. And, you know, when we come into other people's fields, they interact with each other. And, and I think this is a really great place for people to start of like, what is really my emotional boundary with another person's emotional boundary? Because sometimes we don't witness that we get pulled into other people's emotions, you know, and then we start like, you know, having a, a really bad day or a good day or like, you know, we start to get pulled down or have you ever been had that experience where somebody's like complaining and you all of a sudden you feel like you have like all this heavy energy on you. Mm-hmm. Like you feel that you feel like you're coming down. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, this is a really great starting point uh, through the emotions to to claim what's yours and what's not yours and mm-hmm. to work with that boundary. Yes, absolutely. Emotional boundaries are perhaps one of the most I feel important aspects of of what we can talk about together because um, it's just sort of on the forefront of understanding how we can be both sovereign and in relationship and create clarity between two people and be really in true, authentic, intimate connection with people in a healthy way. So um, thank you for that. And I know that you have done, you've done so much work in your life from yoga to working in ayahuasca, <laughs> breathwork, breath jungles, work. Himalaya mountains, mm-hmm. Africa. I spent mm-hmm. eight years with the indigenous community of North America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's really not too much I haven't mm-hmm. uncovered. And I know that the thread of that has been this snake symbol mm-hmm. calling you back over and over again, which eventually birthed its own kind of unique work through you after so much so much um wisdom and uh, would describe that journey or, or what came through so you know I can remember <laughs> like 20 years ago doing one of those shamanic practices where you find your power animal mm-hmm. and my power <clears throat> animal was always a snake and a snake has followed me my whole life and I you know I understood it from the physical animal perspective mm-hmm. of you know animal medicine mm-hmm. but it wasn't really the snake shedding the, the skin, snake shedding the transformation, transformation. Mm-hmm. and you know it wasn't really until I started witnessing <clears throat> the similarities of all these cultures that I started to recognize that we're, we're sharing this genetic memory right and every mm-hmm. culture has a a, a story of of the energies out in the universe. They all have names for them. And, you know, it's this, yeah, you I'm, know, all the elements, you know, these, these are, these are, um, what I'll call divine sciences and, and every culture has them. They must, they just have them under different names. I'm thinking of the temple of Asclepius, you know, the Greek God. And that is, you know, the, on all of our pharmacies, mm-hmm. we have that double snake, mm-hmm. um, the heat double helix. 
And if you look at like even through like the Bible, it's like the snakes would come through and then they would have total transformation mm-hmm. or like Moses' staff had the snakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, afterward, there there was all this immense transformation that happened. And so this really is what started to come through for for me was DNA. It started mm-hmm. to transform into DNA and I really started to see DNA as <clears throat> working with my own DNA. Um, and then something really magical happened. It just became, it, it just really became like the foundation of my own work. And, you know, what I mean by clearing and recoding DNA is that, you know, th- we have genetic memory from mm-hmm. our families, our ancestors, past life, you know, present life situations that... Y- and really, in really humanity as a whole, we have genetic information. That 90% of junk DNA is not junk DNA. Mm-hmm. It is like human genetic memory. Yeah. And that we can tap into that. And it's, it's really stored in our DNA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I help people go through and tap into those stories. Mm-hmm. Because some of those stories are are stories of oppression and persecution and lack and... Um, trying to think of some of the uh, abuse and you know mm-hmm. all, all of the all mm-hmm. of these things and and they get passed to us I, I can speak for my for myself of like really what started to clue me in on this is that I had my 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 mother came from a, an abusive uh, family and I can I can remember like being in utero and 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 after uh, you know, being birth, that there was always something wrong, always something wrong. It was like this impending level of energetic um, friction in my body that something was wrong. And, you know, when I really started to work with that, really started to, to get in and follow it through my genetic line, through my DNA, I started to realize that there was a point in my ancestry where, you know, a, a person was really fighting for their life, you know, a, a, a female, you know, five generations back was really fighting for their life and didn't feel like they could live. And their life was constantly being threatened all the time by the circumstances that were happening in that, in that time frame. And so that gen- genetic memory was passed. And then my great-grandmother uh, lived through the depression. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother was adopted and lost her mother. And then, you know, here we are with my mother who was in, in a, you know, in an abusive uh, situation as a child. And so there's these layers of, of genetic memory of there is something wrong. And I really felt that. And I, I really got to go back and clear that. And when I, when I cleared that, it was so interesting. All of my stomach issues disappeared. My mom's stomach issues disappeared. Um, my daughters never had any stomach problems because my mom's mom died of colon cancer. And that really was the energetic genetic memory that was the predisposition to this type of cancer was this constant worry all the time Mm. in the guts. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, that was one of the most powerful in my own lineage stories that I have Mm -hmm. about working with DNA and, and also emotions because there was a strong trauma emotion of not being able to live Mm-hmm. You know, desperately wanting to live and something threatening it all the time. <clears throat> Absolutely. And so our emotions impact our physical health. I mean, this this is known and it's just becoming, starting to be understood how this human the epigenetics and the human genome is really carrying all of this. So when you are talking about clearing and recoding at the DNA level, what are you talking about? What is the process you use? 
So one of the things that that we do, or I do, is taking you through uh, a deep guided um, visionary meditation of you accessing your double helix. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we all really want to be whole. We have this divine, innate um, system that's always trying to come back into wholeness. Mm -hmm. And through this higher part of yourself, you can access your double helix. Mm -hmm. And then we go through and, you know, we look for areas in in the DNA that look frayed or disconnected or maybe are leaking energy or a lot of times there's like a dark spot or something like that. And we go through and we communicate with the emotions that are, are there in this in this part of the DNA. Uh, we ask to the story so that it can communicate and be witnessed so that it can be re- released because it just wants to tell the story. Mm. Right, and, and you're doing this at an energetic level. At an so, energetic level. So you're just receiving these impressions um, from of the emotional body. Mm-hmm. That's um, that you've honed your intuition enough to be able to really tap into that, and you also train other people to do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes, and and really like my. The way that I see my work and my role is I'm just a facilitator for this person. I'm not leading them in their answers. Mm-hmm. They're they're uncovering their own answers through their DNA. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling them what to experience. <clears throat> I'm not telling them where these things are at. They get to fully, you know, look and tap into them, themselves, their own intuition, their own DNA, and discover um, these aspects of themselves. Right. I recently did <clears throat> a DNA clearing for myself and. <clears throat> it's amazing going in at the genetic level and you really can't, I mean, I found it and I've done a lot of this kind of work, but I found it pretty easy to, to see my own DNA structure and to hone in on the one part of it that was causing some trouble for me recently. I did a clearing of, it was a, sh- a shattering. I saw a very fragmented um, line across the, between the double helixes, like tiny, tiny, like a shattered, like a shattered, um, bridge. And I saw that it was, a in my root chakra and it was from my ancestors and my family moving, 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 constantly moving and kind of disconnecting from places. And it was really causing me a lot of anxiety, always feeling like I was going to be moving or something the rug was going to be pulled out from under me and I would have to move. And there was just a lot there. And I recently made a decision in my life to stay in one place, to stay here in Ojai, which feels like my home. And it was such a declaration. It opened up this possibility for me to start healing um, my family's relationship with the land and staying in one place and committing to one place. And that was a massive healing for me. And on the other side of that, there was also a sense of control that had arisen out of that, that that controlling the environment was how we were dealing with um, and controlling the earth was how we were dealing with the shattering, this disconnection. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a huge part of Western culture, actually, not just my family, but the collective culture we're holding is dominating the earth, controlling the earth instead of being an authentic connection and... um, not that moving around is necessarily negative, um, but in the way that my family and I potentially our whole culture has been doing it, it's using and abusing 
the land and moving on. And so that's something I really have been working with. And one of the techniques you, you showed me early on, it, and this, quite frankly, is, is like esoteric as fuck. I mean, we go down <laughs> <laughs> yes. these roads sometimes that I, even I am like, what? But uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty open. But um, because we're both. We're both what? We're both in the physical and we're, we're a soul Mm -hmm. and we get to have both. Mm -hmm. And what I saw, you asked me like, what will heal? This wasn't this issue. It was a a recent issue, but you said, what, what's going to heal this? And I saw all these circles, this geometric structures, Mm -hmm. like sacred geometry tends to come in and rebuild these mathematical structures. And, And so I saw all these circles coming in. And circles, circles, circles were what I remember that. reprogrammed my DNA. And, you know, these, I, I think, were just on that the That goes cut. back to that line. You you were thinking in, in line. You could mm-hmm. get the control. Mm-hmm. This do, 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 mm-hmm. moving forward, moving forward, mm-hmm. when what you really needed was connection mm-hmm. and fullness and, and the story to be full, full circle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so all this work that you're doing is really on the cutting edge of this intersection between science and spirituality and understand how these mathematical shapes and Mm -hmm. formulas and the way that physics we understand how things are structured in their atomic structure and their energetic structure it's all coming together it is all coming together i mean science is finally proving you know things from the the vedics the vedas from five thousand years ago Mm -hmm. you know that the 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 universe is ever expanding. And if mm-hmm. the universe is ever expanding, our consciousness is ever expanding because we are in direct communication, co-creation with what is happening all in the universes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, geometry plays a really special part in that. I mean, we are geometry. Mm-hmm. We are light and we are geometry. Structure. Structure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get to tap into that now. This is, you know, this is the part of like our evolutionary process of consciousness is that our consciousness is not out of our body, it's in our body. It's an involution in our body. And to understand the mastery of our energetic systems, this is what we're really moving into. And that is emotions, that is boundaries, mm-hmm. that is how our body really creates energy. How are we giving, receiving energy, mm-hmm. right? Because our next step is really to come away from being this like, this uh, this uh, energy of of and I it, it's like the parasitic keeps coming in like a parasitic culture where people are grabbing for energy and attention into this place of being sovereign and autonomous with our energy that we can witness that we are creating our own energy and that we have that ability and that's a mastery of our energetics. Mm-hmm. You know, that we no longer have to go to other people for energy. Like, we can completely be the source, be of, the source of our energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the bigger things that I've been asking myself lately is now, you know, as this work has been expanding out for the last few years, and I'm witnessing that, you know, our DNA is... is you know, our human genetic memory mm-hmm. of, of everybody that's come before us and, you know, that we can tap into that. And I think the biggest question now for me is, 
okay, we're, we're, we're clearing that, we're rewriting the stories, but, like, what kind of genetic memory do we want to leave behind, mm-hmm. you know, for, for, for future generations? Mm-hmm. Because right now with this work, you know, we're clearing the past, we're rewriting the stories of the past, clearing those timelines. Forgiving, forgiving healing. Forgiving, healing, releasing those energies. Mm-hmm. Choosing what we're carrying forward. Mm-hmm. Collapsing those timelines so that we can bring the source of that energy to this timeline for our own creation. But it's also the own creation of like our genetic memory for the future. So like, what are we without all these stories? Mm-hmm. You know, Who might we be without all these predisposed stories on us? Well, it comes back to, I believe, our innocence or the purity of ourselves. If we, you know, I've been, I have my puppy, and I've been really watching children and watching this innocence of us in this sort of native, clear-eyed, eyes-wide-open sense, Mm -hmm. and we get to bring those aspects of love to the planet. Yeah. That's what I believe. And, and... What I love about that and what I feel like my work is shifting into as it it becomes deeper Mm -hmm. is, again, this, this, what, what genetic memory do we want to leave behind? And, you know, for me, my answer at this moment is I want to leave genetic memory where, where people can access continuous source energy all the time and, and know that they are infinite potential Mm -hmm. and, and like, what does that feel like to even think that you might be infinite potential? Like what, I mean, just feel that in your body and how, how it just starts to vibrating differently. Mm -hmm. Infinite potential. You can do anything that you want to do. Yeah. And, and all it is, is about a mastery of energetics and mindset and emotional. And, and I will say, and the alignment of going back to the original story of like your heart your mind, your mouth, and your soul really being alignment and working as one, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think that's really that's really what I'm here to do, and that's my mission mm-hmm. is, you know, the genetic memory of the future. Mm-hmm. So if people, I want to I bring it back in case we're losing people. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you and I could talk all day about this this stuff and I feel like there's a really tangible piece in it too about understanding what it means to go back and rework our trauma Mm -hmm. um and really mental we've talked about mental illness how we hold trauma in the body um and that's my passion in this work of really bringing forth an, an understanding of our emotional bodies so what is your um Understanding of how we clear trauma. Well, first, I'd or like to I'd like to talk trauma. about maybe like what give an example of 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 trauma, and you know, for me, like I think of trauma as as yes, a a a situation that happened, a story that happened, but the part that feels I think traumatic is the. Is, is like the story that then continuously happens afterward. You know, almost like a mask get put, gets put on or a shield gets put on or an old programming starts to happen and there's like these grooves inside ourselves, and we're just following old programming, mm. right? And we're not really living. We're not really living there. We're reacting. We're reacting and we're just, we're just reliving a program or a story that's already happening. And, you know, that... That trauma has a frequency, 
and this 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 frequency again when we when we come into you know uh being in um uh, close proximity to other people resonates with other people and if we're holding this frequency we're actually resonating with other people's trauma mm-hmm. and we can feel it mm-hmm. you know and therefore you're in this cycle of resonating with trauma instead of a an opportunity to be the fullness of you of who you are and that is you know joy bliss creation you know whatever whatever that is for you but there's there's a higher frequency there of living where it feels like creation like the aliveness of your of your body and your soul um instead of like an automatic reaction Mm-hmm. Which feels like dissonance, which feels in the nervous system like stress. Yes. And anxiety mm-hmm. and tension and nervous system overload. I yeah. feel like so much, many, I'll include myself in this in many parts of my life, especially in the past, um, nervous system overwhelm, you know, mm-hmm. with all of the inputs and all of the, the different um, frequencies happening. Mast as you're speaking of mastering our energetics, mastering ourselves, and understanding what frequencies are creating dissonance and what's are what ones are creating resonance. I love that. And Perfect. and we how we are actually we can choose at every moment. And you can I mean I can feel when I'm in a trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it feel like to you? Well, I think it goes back to that original story that I that I shared of like something's always wrong. Mm-hmm. That that resonance it's like a grinding. Always, yeah, it's like it's like literally a friction that's happening. You know, I'm taking my two hands right now and I'm rubbing up the, against each other, mm-hmm. and there's this heat that's happening, mm-hmm. and that's like unconsciously I didn't know it was there, but now now that I've released it, I can feel that like I was grinding. I was like clenching my jaw all the time. I was super tight in my body. I was, mm-hmm. you know, the, you not breathing deeply. Yeah, not mm-hmm. breathing deeply. Uh, this like n- now that my eyes have even relaxed, there was like this fierceness coming out of my eyes. This like constant penetration of my eyes that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a there was a you know some deep deep trauma you know all through my life of of this something's wrong mm-hmm. and it just kept building and building and then as we keep going it's like you you get more um evidence mm-hmm. <laughs> that something is wrong because you're looking for it mm-hmm. right yeah. it's the frequency the resonance that mm-hmm. you have and then you start resonating mm-hmm. with with that and and what is it there's a moment always when we have an awareness and that's the big aha right mm-hmm when was your aha about this and how did that come about? Because that aha moment, the moment when it comes out of the darkness into let the light, so to speak, so you just become aware of it, all of a sudden that in itself is like 75% of the healing. Mm-hmm. And what brought it, I just had a recent experience where I, I was <laughs> having my own version of that story, which is I was bracing for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. So waiting, 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 always on, on guard for like something to go wrong. It was a little different different aspect of that and then something came into my awareness I w- I'm just interested to hear what brought that what made you recognize that and say like I deserve to actually be relaxed in my body well I think that we are again divinely built and we want to be in wholeness and when we are not in wholeness we have this thing that's built inside of us that creates this tension this heat 
right? This fire for purification. Mm. And that fire is what we get to sit in and walk through in order to be purified to the other side of a new creation for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's the aha moment. And I think we have several of them throughout our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and some of them seem bigger than others. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I have them all the time where, you know, I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, but the, the, you know, it, it was like all these times that I spent going inward in my body and that, that it was how my, the magnetics of my body changed and how things just started meeting me that way. Mm. It's know? creating that resonance. Yeah, exactly. Where, where who you are is, is vibrating in the same frequency as other things and you're getting that feedback. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, there, there, you know the two st- stories I shared with even working with my with my lineage, um, you know, watching, watching a moment where you heal your lineage of this this fear of thriving, um, and then everybody's stomach issues just clear up. Like mm-hmm. I mean, that is profound. Yeah, that is profound. Yes, it is. And I've had similar stories in my family in my life too. It is profound. You know, it's no joke. Yeah, it's it's. I think it now it's just becoming like like this is the work that we're doing, mm-hmm. and the essence of it is the mastery of energetics, the the clear frequency mm-hmm. of, of whatever that is, because you are a unique soul signature, and you get to decide that because you're a sovereign free being with free will. You get to decide what that is for yourself, mm-hmm. and and whatever that is, the clarity of the resonance to that is the resonance that you're going to have out in the world in your creations. Well, I feel like what you're saying, which is what I feel to be true with any... I mean, the reason I know what you're speaking of works or is true is that I have seen it work. I have evidence. I have experience of it working and doing dramatic healings in my life. Like, no doubt about it to me. But for people who are listening, I I feel like what you're saying is on if you want to do this kind of work, whatever it is, you get to be in full alignment with it. Mm-hmm. And that's a key to any path that you take, whether that's Western medicine and medications or ayahuasca or yoga or mm-hmm. Christianity or whatever your path is, like you get to be in full alignment with it. And that is when you create that resonance that bring that brings about the healing that brings about um, the empowerment and the soul level work. So I feel like that's a huge key that people don't talk about enough is that it doesn't, I have a friend right now who has a mom with cancer and she has a very different belief system than him. She believes in Western medicine and surgery and chemotherapy and all that. And he believes in more of a holistic natural approach with you know, food and, and lots of other things. And he was asking me if I would be open to supporting him with her. And what I shared with him and what he ultimately realized too is it's it's not about the thing. It's not about the path that they cho- choose. It's about supporting them in going and being in a full alignment with their cho- chosen path. We are this powerful that we get to choose mm-hmm. what our path is. Yeah. And that was his work, was to set aside his own understanding of what he thought was best for his mom and to really be with her and support her to not doubt her path, mm-hmm. to be fully, fully in commitment on her path. And that is what creates healing. And a lot of times, 
introducing different frequencies and different ideas and different therapies and all of this can really create a lot of chaos. And we serve people around us when we can support them and fully committing to what they're in alignment with, what feels right to them. I, I just feel like... I don't know why this is coming up right now, but I, it's so I, huge. I love that because, you know, what we talked about before of, like, this, like, this uh, parasitic energy, right? Mm-hmm. This energy of, like, it, it's like it's like we constantly are robbing people of their power. We're mm-hmm. making choices and decisions for them, or we're thinking, like, they should be in a different place, or they, they should mm-hmm. be doing this. Mm-hmm. And when really every single person gets to choose for themselves and that's not really our right we're imposing mm-hmm. our power on them we're mm-hmm. we're denying their power mm-hmm. and you know what i love about the the work that i'm doing is i walk somebody through a process and they are their own healer mm-hmm. they are in their they get to be in full remembrance of their truth mm-hmm. i you know i'm not doing anything for them mm-hmm. because that's where their power is at yeah they get to claim that for themselves and you know, I spoke earlier about programs and, you know, these programs are just these moments of time where we believe something, whether it be ancestral, past, present, whatever, where we believed that something was, it was the truth that is in direct, um, um, in direct, uh, contradiction to the truth of who we are, Mm -hmm. to our truth. And so then we kind of like, we create like a splinter or a hole or a program, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like a loss of power and we get to go back and claim that power. Mm -hmm. And these are just opportunities for people to go back Mm -hmm. and claim the truth of who they are and to claim their stories. Mm -hmm. Yep. In a, in a, the shamanic world, they would say it's reclaiming parts of the soul. Exactly. In the work that I used to do with emotional healing, what I would see was that with a lot of like the emotional freedom technique and some of the techniques that you see, or even like Reiki, they're amazing in like clearing the energy momentarily. But unless you actually utilize a technique that goes back to mm-hmm. the origin exactly. of the wound, I'll say, mm-hmm. the origin of... Um, the issue, which can be when you're two years old, when you're, um, it could be from your mom, it could be five generations back. Mm-hmm. Going back to that origin and reclaiming that story. And for for me, I saw it was forgiveness and acceptance that really shifted and created the deep healing. Um, but going back to that story and then rewriting that story or reclaiming um that was the healing power was the healing power Mm -hmm. and then you get to witness yourself of how powerful you are Mm -hmm. and then you carry that into all your creations yes and i mean that's really what we're here for right in kundalini yoga we talk about uh, our opening mantra for every every time we practice yoga is om namo guru dev namo which is i honor the divine teacher within or i honor the guru within Mm -hmm. and that's what I love about that particular mantra is we are our own gurus. Yes. You know, we are honoring the teacher and the source within ourselves. And we are at a place in our evolution where we no longer actually look outside ourselves to quote unquote healers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're saying. You're not stepping into that role for people. And there is a little bit of a parasitic energy. Uh, I don't want to say parasitic, but there's an energy imbalance because we're coming to a place in our evolution where we we all do have that power, and I feel the responsibility to support people in awakening their own power within. Me too. Rather than 
being that light for them or yeah. being that source for them. And I'm just seeing their at every turn in my life, the little subtle, subtle places where I have seen that I am trying to be someone's source or trying to, to, to quote unquote heal them or, or lend my energy to them. Mm-hmm. It like is shut down. My, my whole being will either get sick, massively sick. Um, it will, it, it creates some sort of bad outcome when mm-hmm. I try to do that. And I come from the Christian church where I was a minister and ultimately came out of that role. And I never felt called to be a full priest in that, in the Episcopal church, um, because it did not resonate with me even back then. But I started to see, even in the role that I was holding as chaplain, that people looking to me to see God through me didn't feel right. It doesn't. It feels wrong. Mm -hmm. And I could not hold that role anymore. And, um... So, yes, I, I see the clarity in the work that you're doing and how profound it is to truly commit to awakening people's inner healer or inner source. Um, and that's radical. And I like to think of it as their divine remembrance because mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that, you know, there is a particle of light that is our original light in our, you know, in a chamber in our heart, mm-hmm. you know, and like that that light mm-hmm. is the purest light of of our of our soul mm-hmm. our complete unique soul signature mm-hmm. and and that we get to experience that and that is the fastest most pure way to god or source to the big source of all mm-hmm. is through our own inner light mm-hmm. it's going to be purer to go stri- directly up or down whatever way than to try to go through another person not that we don't have guides on the path. It's just a different orientation, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is profound stuff. I mean, this is no joke. Yeah. And it's rewriting and it's recreating a whole sense of our spirituality, really. Um, and our, and not just our spirituality, but again, like our genetic memory. It's like, who do we want to be here on this planet? Mm-hmm. It's ultimately, yes, claiming our our divine right as creators mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. And I, I, that's, you know, that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. We get to witness ourselves as these divine creators mm-hmm. in the full remembrance of like who we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I personally feel like this time right now is a magnificent time to be alive mm-hmm. because there are so many people working in these missions right now of like co- complete transformation on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people are doing incredible things right now. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's who an would awake- have thought we'd be working, you know, recognizing all our stories through DNA and being able to like clear, recode mm-hmm. them and like, you know, and program our whole being just with every thought and choice. And, you know, like, I mean, it's magnificent. It's totally. And it's so deeply empowering. I know that we have so much more to learn about the human genome and how we're, this is even working. But I also feel like there's a really great analogy or metaphor rising up around computers and software and reprogram, like we're even using the word reprogramming mm-hmm. and um, like creating little changes in the code of, of uh, software development can create, rewrite a whole system, create a yeah. whole new program. I mean, that, that metaphor really does work in this sense. And we've, we've talked about this before, how like the internet really 
had to be born for us to really tap into like a higher consciousness of programming, Yeah, you know? And like, I mean, it's, 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 you know, neutral, Mm -hmm. but you know, we can see it as a gift. It's Mm -hmm. like this gift of, you know, our thoughts moving around the the, the globe super fast. Mm -hmm. And you know, this, this, we're all uh, one, we're all connected. We're all connected. And like this reprogramming and Mm -hmm. that we can, you know, take things down and put it back up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really, I feel unlocked a lot of um, consciousness potential. I do too. I do too. It's been, I mean, we're still learning boundaries with Mm -hmm. this as in all things, Mm -hmm. but um, it, it has been an ama- ama- amazing gift, um, for our, our whole society and our consciousness. Um, well, what a enlightening conversation. How fun is this? Um, this is like our everyday though. I know. I'm just <laughs> pretending like we don't have this conversation every day, but, um, for the, for the gifts that, for the, for the people who are listening, um, I wanted to also share that you actually have a free gift that you're offering on your website which is an ancestral meditation so or activation yeah it's a it's a clearing and recoding of the first two strands of dna um i truly believe that our first two strands of dna are our ancestral genetic uh heritage and that they can be cleared uh and recoded so it is just a guided meditation um to go through and tap into that for yourself Absolutely. And, and I love a, your feedback. If you if you have some great results with it, you know, email me. Yeah. Um, it's at livingyourdnacode.com. I'll put all that information in the show notes for people as well. And uh, go check it out. I was actually with you during the recording of that. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. We've yeah. done this ancestral work for a while, and it's cool to see how it's evolving. So I encourage you to check that out if this DNA work holds any resonance for you because it's, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for being um, on this podcast. It was so fun to create some space to have this conversation. Yes, it was such a such a pleasure. I feel that a lot of information really wanted to to come through for your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, the the person who's really drawn to you know you as a person, your heart frequency, um, because because they're they're ready for this because this is who you are, and when we're truly in our divine truth and resonating um, in in the truth of who we are, like those are the people that we call in. Mm-hmm. And you are calling in a really beautiful community because I know how beautiful you are mm-hmm. and just how loving and caring and deeply integral mm-hmm. you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is really your community. Thank you. That's resonating with you. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I think whenever we have... I guess I'll just say it in this way. The, the truth is we are multidimensional. All this stuff is happening. And if we drop some of our fear, we can see how real it is. And it yeah. becomes an exciting playground, an adventure. Yeah. And that's what I am excited about offering to people. Like, wow, this is an adventure of creation here. And um, there are all these tools to move beyond the trauma and if you want to call it the karma and how empowering is that? And that's the journey I've been on. And um, it's exciting to introduce people. I'm going to say one more thing since mm-hmm. you dropped the multidimensional bomb. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, through my work and what I've been experiencing is that these 12 strands of DNA are basically antenna to multidimensional information. 
and that the clearer that they are, the higher the frequencies that co- can come in and that we can resonate and live. Mm-hmm. And they're just antennas, just you know, picking up universal information mm-hmm. because we're connected through this morphogenetic field. Mm-hmm. We are all one. That's really That really means something. Mm-hmm. We are really connected through a morphogenetic field. Yeah. And the clearer that these 12 strands of DNA are, the more information that you can access for yourself and choose to resonate with or not resonate with. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's an amazing planet that we live on and possibilities that are available to us. And so I hope this conversation has brought um, an opening and awakening uh, to everyone who's listening. And it's such a treasure to be your friend and Mm -hmm. have this conversation. I love you so much. And I just want to say one last thing. Mm -hmm. Just leave your, your people with this. It's like what is your human potential? Mm-hmm. You know, spend some time just writing, you know, what you think your human potential is. Yeah. like Just, just like let the story unfold. Like really, really play in that. If anything was possible. If, yeah. No money, no, no kids, no job, no, mm-hmm. like none of that. Just allow yourself the freedom to play in your human potential. That's so inspiring. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Akuda. Thank you. Hello, this is Ayla. Thanks for tuning in. So I have my own healing process that I've developed over the seven years I was working as an emotional healing professional. And then personally, I use Shell to this day. And I work with clients all the time to move through their own blocks to their creation process. But this process is something that's actually very valuable and effective on its own. So in this Emotional Planet series, I've actually offered you lots of resources because different modalities resonate with each of us differently and at different times. But I really did want to share with you my own process in the form of a course. So the online course is on my website. And in addition to the course, you get a free um, mentorship session with me to just go over the process and make sure that it's landing for you. So there's some one-on-one support and the course itself to teach you the technique. And this technique you can use over and over and over again every time something comes up. It really is the basic tool I use all the time. You can find it on my website, www.daughterofcreation.com backslash healing.